Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football by Brodo podcast. This episode is brought to you by the FFPC Playoff Challenge, where you could win up to $500,000 in the FFPC Playoff Challenge or $100,000 in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge. The entry fee is $200 for FFPC, of course, and $35 for the Football Guys Playoff Challenge. All you have to do is choose 12 players, one player per team, and that's it. You watch them all the way through the playoffs and cheer for your guys. It's double the points for the Super Bowl players. And if you end up on top, you end up getting $500,000 or $100,000 respectively. And you could get, you could save $5. If you go onto the Brodo app, click on that app. If you don't have it downloaded, download the app two for one deal right there. Click on the FFPC logo on the homepage and create your account. From there, you'll, you'll get a $5 credit for your first league. It doesn't sound like much, but if you're entering the $35 league, it's technically a 14% discount. Like where could you get 14% discounts in this day and age, folks? So yeah, download the Fantasy Football Vibroto app, click on the FFPC link, and go win some money. That's what happens, Michael. This is what happens when you're in charge. No, you know what? Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Michael, Tim, Tim, Michael no, let me talk myself. about this intro, man. This, so, is, this, is our, this is our YouTube debut of YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy. By the way, people, if you don't know, we're live on YouTube now, baby. So Tim, if you want to watch, you can watch. And you can watch Michael completely, completely ruin the intro. After oh. nail, after nailing the, the, I must say, nailing the ad. If I was listening, I would be in the FFPC challenge. But I don't know. Now maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. Alan, can I explain myself, Tim? Are you going to let me explain myself? You're going to let the people understand what happened. So this, like Tim said, this is our YouTube uh, debut for the fantasy football Brodo show. And we're using StreamYard. And this is the first ever time we're using like the linked, you know, saved audio to StreamYard. It's a new experience. And we are testing the audio prior. And Tim, you're the one who tested the audio most recently. It didn't reset. So it started from the very end because you didn't let it finish. So whose fault is that? It, it that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting thing that you should have known. All right, all right, you should know. Uh, speaking of, you should have known. If you don't already have the Fantasy Football Barbota app, you should have known. Uh, go get that app. You can get the FFPC. You can get all the stats we're talking about today. But first, we want to introduce everyone. You've already heard Michael uh, flub the intro, but he never flubs the predictions. That's for sure, Michael. Hey-o. Right there. That guy, no, 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 right there. Well, you don't know where I am on this. There he is. There he is. Then, of course, me, your boy, Tim. And of course, it's been 320 and he hasn't even spoken yet. He's like a caged lion waiting to get out. Matt, what's good, brother? Always good, man. It's good to be here. Happy to be here live for the folks showing our beautiful faces. Yes. So, uh, again, download the app. I'm going to take a drink of my nondescript drink. No free ads now that we're on. (laughs) No free ads. Nope. I'm going to, I'm drinking from my. Solind Pring water yeah. bottle. Yeah, and if you want to get on this video bubbly, you know where to find us. That's not what Matt was drinking. No way. Definitely not bubbly. <laughs> yeah, so ch- yeah, check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh this episode is our first uh our first episode of the playoffs. So uh it's gonna be a little bit different. Uh going running down, we're gonna go over the news, of course. Michael's favorite uh section always the oh, yeah. news. We're always gonna get into the news, and then um after that. Uh, we are going to get into something we call game script, where we are going to actually talk about the games 
and uh, we're going to tell you the, who we think are going to win, how we think the game is going to play out, basically what we think the game script of the game is going to be. Then we are going to create our FFPC playoff challenge teams and go head to head. And whoever wins this, I think they should get five points on the betting challenge. When we review the bets at the end of the year, I think that well, that means we have to wait till after the Super Bowl to do the betting review. Do we not usually do that? Do we usually do it in the... I mean, I don't playoffs? mind. We could maybe add some more bets throughout the playoffs, too, if we'd well, like. I will, I, there's a good chance I will. won't. There's a good chance I won't be here at that point. That's the only thing that's a, a, against, against that. By the way, I'm going to be taking a few weeks leave. For those who don't know, I'm expecting my second son uh, in a few weeks. So uh, a blessing for sure. And Congratulations. For yeah, and, and definitely going to be have my hands full. So stepping away uh, during the playoffs, unfortunately, because I love, I love talking ball. You know, like... I love talking fantasy. Don't get me wrong. I love talking fantasy. But my favorite pastime is just talking ball. How is the game going to go? Who's going to win? Who's going to be the X factor? Who's going to make the big play in the big moment at the big time? Um, and, yeah. So I, that, that, I'm, I'm very excited to talk today. Uh, ex extremely, extremely excited. And also, as always, extremely excited to tell you about the app and the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Fantasy. Please support us at Patreon.com slash Fantasy uh, so we can continue to bring you more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Uh, a little bit of a programming note. We are cutting the episodes back from two episodes a week to one episode a week. Uh, for free, at least. If you want to get an extra episode, you're still going to get an extra episode at patreon.com slash Uh This week, we are doing our fantasy awards. Um, we're actually giving, giving this one away for free. So you're going to get this one uh, in the near future and uh, check it out. That's what you're going to be getting, that kind of feel for the patron if you decide to join up for our Patreon right now. Right now, our Patreon, if you buy a year long, you'll be all through next year and you get like a 10% discount uh, right now. Uh, so if you want to head over there and uh, check that out, I I definitely think it's a, it's, it's a good value, man. In a world of bad value, the Fantasy Football by Broder app is free. Patreon's as little as three dollars a month. Such a great deal! Such a great deal! <laughs> I'm too excited. Yeah, I'm getting stoked <laughs> yeah. about these playoffs, man. Yeah, it's a great deal. Do you know what else is a great deal? The NFL. Gotta love the NFL. One time for the NFL. They get a lot of hate. I'm a, I'm gonna show them a little love today today because they can. It, it was straight up drama this year. It was theater. Uh, the whole year has been theater. 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 Uh, as some might say. So it was a good season, uh, and the playoffs have begun. The, the weak are obsolete, um, as they say. Um, so let's get into nice. the first uh, piece of head news. And by the way, we have it's, I'm going in order here, but I will say this. Black Monday happened. So we have to talk about all these coaches. So, Michael, you may not be happy with the length of this. Oh, boy, here we go. All right. Uh, so the athletic Zach Rosenblatt, Rosenblatt excuse me, reports that former Colts coach Frank Reich is on the list of the Jets for offensive coordinator vacancy, but the move is unlikely to happen. Uh, at this point, no reason to talk about that, but I would love Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator of the Jets. Uh, the Patriots have announced they plan to hire an offensive coordinator in the 2023 season. <laughs> Round of applause. They yeah. have won an offensive coordinator. A year too late. Uh, well, yeah, will it? Uh, you know, any any does this change your opinion on you know Mac Jones's season in any way or anything like that? I mean, couldn't get I mean, any you worse. You knew that offense wasn't going to be any good with Matt Patricia there, so I'm not surprised that it's turned into what it's turned into. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, someone that we actually care about, Lamar Jackson tweeted that there is still inflammation surrounding my knee and it remains unstable. I will say Lamar Jackson's inflammation, I bet you would be a little bit worse if they, I mean, a little bit better if he can put stacks of money on top of his knee um, because he didn't get that guaranteed contract he wanted from the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens do not have a team that look like they're capable of winning a Super Bowl at the moment. Um, and so you have to, you have to ask yourself if you're Lamar Jackson, and are, are you going to play hurt? Are you going to put yourself on the line for this team at this moment? Who didn't pay you? You're going into your free agent season. Probably going to get franchise tag, but still might have an opportunity to get paid. Uh, Michael, what, are, what, are, what would you put the odds on Lamar Jackson playing in this game? I mean, I think he basically ruled all but ruled himself out for that one. I'd be shocked if he came back two days after saying his knee was unstable and saying he could go. My main concern is that Tyler Huntley seems like he's not going to be able to go either so they'll have anthony brown at qb which is basically conceding defeat in the wild card round like which is just very upsetting i will say this man i was looking at these matchups whoa didn't mean to do that uh i was looking at these matchups and one thing that stood out to me is that um there's so many division matchups going on right now and when i first looked at this playoff slate i was like there is a serious chance that there is an incredible amount of upsets this week. Like you, it is so hard in the NFL to beat a team three times in a row, and you have so many division matchups in this first round of the playoffs. And then I start looking at the matchups, and it's like a whole bunch of backup quarterbacks, maybe even third string quarterbacks. You have Skylar Thompson, who's going to be against the Bills for the Dolphins. Um, you have this is a different situation, but Brock Purdy. Right, he's a third string quarterback. He's going up against Seattle. You have the third string quarterback in Baltimore, like you said, Anthony Brown. He's going up. Uh, they're going up against Cincinnati in an in division matchup. And you got Daniel Jones. <laughs> I had to do right. It. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, usually that would be a recipe for disaster, but I don't know if you know disaster is necessarily the recipe uh, based on that. What? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't picking up what you were putting so, down there. I don't think the underdogs are going to have an advantage. The thing I just explained for the last thirty. No, I just, but Michael, I, I, I don't make think the, the recipe joke. is a disaster for that. Like Michael, what? Michael it is a recipe for disaster. They're gonna fucking lose. <laughs> well, yes, yes but agreed. I mean, when I say when I say disaster, I mean uh, like upsets going wild. That's what I mean. Right. I, uh, I speaking of, let, let's go into the uh, the more traditional meaning of disaster. Uh, Mike Williams, Brandon Staley, coach Brandon Staley confirmed Mike Williams will travel with the team to Jacksonville and has a genuine chance to suit up in the wild card round. Um, honestly, a fireable offense. If you're asking me, um, he's already kind of on the hot seat of coach. And, you know, this is a team that got their wide receivers back, got their weapons back and then went on a four game winning streak. That is not a, a coincidence that that is why that's the case. And this guy chose to play his starters in a meaningless game that they lost. They lost. They were yeah. playing a team that was playing backups, and they lost. So what did you accomplish? The only thing that happened is now your best deep weapon, Mike Williams, your best, maybe your best weapon overall in the passing game, arguably, is now gone. Maybe. I mean, it was it was and silly. arguably behind two other guys that are much better than him at receiving footballs. But yeah, I see where you're going with that. I mean, arguably, you know, 
I, I don't want to. I don't think. Gonna, I don't think you would argue that Mike I Williams wouldn't. is better than Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler. I wouldn't, but other people may. Other people would be. Yeah, wrong. people are people be saying things, bro. You, you guys missed the point of of, of my spiel there. I will yes, say. no, but I I agree with you. Is uh just a very boneheaded decision, especially when you got guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams who have already been dealing with injuries throughout the entire course of the season, and Austin Eckler who's dealt with injuries in the past, who's actually been able to stay healthy this year. Like they ended up playing, I think, three quarters of the game. It just it didn't make much sense. There was no reason for it. Like. If you want to do what Tom Brady did, play a quarter just to, you know, get your uh, get your, you know, get in the motion of everything, play some football a week before the playoffs. But for them to play all that, like 75 percent of the game made no made no sense at all. Yeah, it just just terrible, just terrible coaching. And I, Like I said, like I, I really think fireable offense. I, I really do think that, uh, like you said, Michael Tyler Huntley was limited uh, in Thursday's practice. So definitely something to you know look out for uh there because again if they're playing the third string receiver like michael said uh that's bad uh gus edwards is returning from a concussion to ravens practice uh for what that's worth uh t higgins he had an illness but he is practicing thursday uh that is good news for the Bengals. uh this is not good news raheem mostert did not practice on thursday uh which means it Looks like it's going to be a, a Jeff Wilson backfield. So Jeff Wilson season. So yeah, it's going to be. So if you said to a Dolphins fan that you're going to make the playoffs, but you are going to have Skylar Thompson at quarterback and Jeff Wilson at running back, they'd probably tell you you're crazy. Stop doing crack. Um. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, I found this funny. Zach Wilson. It says Jack, Jets owner Wood Johnson. That's funny. Uh, all right. Next, Sean Payton. Uh, Adam Schefter reports that the Broncos will interview former head coach Sean Payton for their head coaching vacancy on Tuesday. Uh, definitely an interesting scenario for Sean Payton. Matt, if you are, uh, if you if you were the fantasy god and you can put Sean Payton on any team, who would it be? Cardinals. Really? Yeah, well, that's that's a. F- a ridiculously easy decision. Kyler Murray was already his favorite quarterback. He was about to trade as an up to get him in the NFL draft as well. And the Cardinals essentially just told him to, you know, go fuck himself. Um, But yeah, if you've seen the draft process or any of those old videos, like Sean Payton is absolutely enamored with Kyler Murray. He, He loves the kid. And I think for fantasy purposes, that's really good. It's also really good as a saints fan, because if the Cardinals, um, it, it's a trade we own or the saints own Sean Payton's contract through 2025. Uh, the Cardinals would likely have to give up a first round pick. Wouldn't it be incredible if Sean Payton just played the long con game for the saints retired early and then forced <laughs> the team to trade us the top 10 pick after giving up all that draft capital for Olave as if nothing ever happened. It, it's just like, uh, it, it's when sh- like Sean Payton, do you ever see the, them, the, the Saints practice facility, it's got like a big picture of Sean Payton, like looking over everyone like right now. Like that's what's there right now. Like that's yeah, what I mean. He's going to be his Sean Payton, big brother. He will be outside of the stadium when, once all is said and done. I'm sure Yo, get rid of Brandon Staley and get Sean Payton in Los Angeles, bro. He wants to be in Los Angeles. Get Brandon Staley the F up out of here. And that's it. Let's, let's, Why let's do you go. hate Brandon Staley? I'd be hyped if the Jets got Brandon Staley. Bro, I, it's not that I don't like Brandon Staley. It's like how this this Chargers team had so much potential this year. And yes, they were injured. I understand that. They had a lot of injuries. But 
with that being said, their offense was completely the offensive vanilla. line, though, man. They didn't let it's kind of like the biggest. Fine, that's that's fine. But either way, they didn't let they didn't let Herbert cook. And at the end of the day, they they, they didn't did let not. Herbert cook. I want Herbert to cook. Herbert did not it's cook hard when you can't protect him. Yeah. yeah. He, and they he's throwing a Josh Palmer left guards and Josh no, Palmer and DeAndre it. Carter. You're excusing. Year. You're excusing how much the scheme played into his his. I don't know. That scheme struggle. also led to him throwing for 4,800 yards last season. Fine. That was last season. At 22 or at 23 years old. Fine. That, that I mean, that was last season. Why didn't you build on that? If I want someone to build on that, I mean, I it's pretty hard to make... build on that when you literally have your entire offensive line on injured reserve and your starting wide receivers are Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter. That's yeah, fine. Bro. That's fine. He, they like, that, I really don't know what you're, you're excusing. Yeah, I think you're excusing the scheme. Issue you're you're saying Brandon Staley is the problem when literally 19 of his 21 starters on offense and defense or 22 starters on offense and defense are on injured reserve. Yes. Sweet. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blaming him because. Of things like this, things like when I'm you're in play, the AFC I'm West play and Mike still Williams. make the playoffs. I'm going to play Mike Williams. My right, defense. One I'm supposed goal. to bring. I'm supposed to bring defense. My defense has been terrible over the last two years. My deep. My run defense. I can't stop a nosebleed in the run defense. We. You, I, mean, I, I blew it again last year. They had to get hot. They had to get hot at the end of the year against bad quarterbacks in order to get here. Like, yo, this is not a, this is a team that's underperforming. It's underachieving. Bosa and IR, they're Mack they're underachieving. Derwin James is injured. Okay, they under they underachieved again, and Sean Payton will not would not allow that to happen. Oh, I'm goodness, trying to get Sean Payton to Los Angeles. Um, all right, let's go into the next Sean one. Derek Carr six games with a better roster in New Orleans. So, NFL Network's Ian Rapport reports that the Raiders will begin the process of evaluating the trade market for quarterback Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr just like said goodbye. To to the Raiders organization today on Twitter, that was a surprise. Yeah, he just he did, he like text broke up with them. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure he, he, I mean, they broke up with him, sure but it was he, like it was pretty. It was on, and he did a boomer thing where he dropped like the the skull, and I get it. Yeah. It's like the Raiders logo, but it looked like he was just being like, Poof. dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure he spoke to the to the Raiders front office beforehand, Facts. like over the last couple of weeks. Once he got benched, like this was almost inevitable, but. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you can't bring him back after that, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the next piece of news. Uh, now we're gonna get into these coaching, these coaching newses, uh, these coaching news items. Uh, Raheem Morris, who is a defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, obviously a uh, not the best year this year, but stellar defense last year, and has a stellar reputation as a defensive guy. Uh, he will he will interview for the Colts. Um, for their head coaching job on Friday. Uh, out of all the coaching jobs that are out there right now, I got to say the Colts is one that I probably wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole if I was a if I was a guy like Raheem Morris who's trying to get back after not having such a great – I think he had up and downs uh, in his first go-around as a head coach. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to attach myself to a franchise that is completely lost at the quarterback position and had one of the probably one of the most let-down years that I can remember in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that the Colts are in a better position than they are because they're not in a very good position at all. Trading back-to-back years for Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan clearly didn't work out the way they wanted it to. I mean, and Phillip Rivers, like, that's just what they were doing. They were trying to, you know, trying to mid their way to the playoffs, and it all came crashing down this year. And it's not like they have a tremendous 
match, uh, tremendous roster around the QB position either. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor the line has started to fall apart. Yeah, exactly. And Jonathan Taylor solid, but like you got Michael Pittman and who else really like Paris Campbell has shown flashes, but he's whatever. Jelani Woods has shown flashes, but it's not like anyone's looking at these weapons. Like they're ready to make a, they're ready to be a top five team. So no, it's definitely tough. not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, tough. Cool. Uh, Mike Lafleur oh, no, definitely one of the coaching jobs I do not want. Yeah, like if I'm sure. an NFL head coach, it's like let me hear out the other 16 teams first. I might want that head coaching job if I'm a random ESPN analyst that used to play for the team 10 years ago, and yeah, they're going to pay good. me 10 million dollars for six games. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd take that too. That seems like a good job for them in that case. Um, my <laughs> Mike Lafleur, the Jets offensive coordinator, he gone. Uh, Michael, good. Yeah, Michael, I, I, you've had more complaints about Michael Floor this year. I, I, Michael hit up the group chat literally every single game about a complaint about Michael Floor running on second along yet again. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm definitely, I'm sure that you are happy about this one. Yeah, and the Jets are saying, oh, teams are reaching out for Michael Floor, and they came to a mutual agreement to let him go explore other opportunities i call bullshit on that like what did they see out of michael floor this year or even last year where they were like oh this is the guy we need to go get like he's running a very blood offense like watching the jets offense the big plays were because garrett wilson made a splash after the catch or like or Brees hall went nuts because he was Brees hall in the first like five games the amount of second and 10 rush attempts by the jets were dude it's it's 2023 now. Like anybody who looks at analytics at all knows that second and 10 runs are stupid. You're literally an average run is what? Four yards. You're literally setting yourself up for a third and long. It makes no logical sense at all. And he just run it up the gut over and over like, oh, OK, let's put Braxton Berrios around the back and try to trick teams, but never give it to him. So no one would ever think Braxton Berrios is actually getting the ball like it was just. I could not stand watching Michael Floor call plays, and I think it's going to be a mistake. Whoever decides they need him, it's like uh, Brian Schottenheimer all over again. I remember reading an article when we first got Mark. I'm a Jets fan, if you didn't know. When we quote unquote first got Michael Floor, uh, so I'm like, hey, you know, he his last name is Lafleur. I like that. That makes me excited. Um, but what is he about? And and one, I read this one article. Who there was this one guy for like the uh, the the Newswire, like like SFY or something like that. Um, and he was just like, Michael Floor is the, is trash. The real genius in this offense is Mike McDaniel, and don't let anyone fool you about it. And I was like, ah, this guy's bugging. He was right. Um, the Colts are also going to interview their special team coordinator, Raymond Bubba Ventrone. He was a uh, he was he's oh, like he a, better get the job. What yeah, name? you think so, Bubba Ventrone? Oh, name alone, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, this is an interesting one. The Panthers have requested permission to interview Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen, Kel, coordinator Kellen Moore uh, for their for their uh, offensive coordinator position. Interesting. I mean, their head coach. I like it. Uh, the Giants signed former Cowboys wide receiver James Washington to the team's practice squad. <sighs> James Washington. That happened. Well, yeah, that does that just happened. Um, wow. the, the Texans are asking to interview Mike Kafka. Um, for their into head coach, that would job. be a good hire for them. Former QB, great too. He yeah. was nice that and would Madden. Be a good job for them. <laughs> he was nice and Madden, says Michael. Uh, Jim Caldwell as well, Lions and Colts. Um, 
former head coach. He's hasn't Jim Caldwell been a head coach like three different times already. Yep, he is a uh, he is a an extraordinaire. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, he hasn't had much success in the league. He he's never really been put in very good positions though. I'll give the Lions him that. <laughs> OC is a is a hot topic for head coaches right now too. Yeah, I mean. Ben Johnson is getting a bunch of interviews. Yeah. I mean, Ben Johnson is. I would. I would be looking at Ben Johnson if I was. If I was. I was every team. Look at he's what like, he's done with that offense over the last two years. Yeah, he's like this year's. On it. He's like this year's Brian Dable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a. And that that yeah, that's a good one. You know, people take it for granted that that that's a completely scheme driven offense, man. If you look at their talent, yes, Amon Ross St. Brown is a very good player. I'm not taking anything away. Fifth round slot receiver is your number one weapon. And then you got Jamal Williams who broke out this year, but was a career backup fourth round running back. Fourth round running backs usually don't uh, do much uh, in terms of draft capital. And then you got, you know, DJ Chark on the outside who's injured most of the year. You have a rookie who was injured most of the year. Uh, you have like guys like Khalif Raymond and you trade TJ Hawkinson halfway through the year and your quarterback's Jared Goff. Like th- this isn't a- an offense with spectacular names on it. You know what I mean? And they put up spectacular numbers this year and it's because the scheme was insane. The scheme was crazy. So Ben Johnson deserves all the praise he gets. Uh, Sean McVay. Uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN is reporting that Sean McVay has permitted his coaching staff to search for other jobs without resistance. Um, one thing that's that's playing a role here, and I think that uh, is a little underrated, is uh, Sean McVay's wife is uh, Ukrainian um, and that whole thing. And he even mentioned that uh, when he was talking about stepping away from the game. I, I mean, look, you could be mad at at McVay if you want. Uh, some of the patrons in the in the Discord were mad at him for doing what they think was like a, you know, a bitch made move. But for me, man, the guy has gone to the mountaintop. No one forced the team to trade all their picks. Like no one forced him. They, he, they allowed him to do that or they allowed the GM to do that. And no one forced him to do that. Um, He didn't force them. So, you know, I'm cool with McVay stepping away and then kind of exploring other opportunities, especially if he needs a break. Like you, you ever see the clips of Sean McVay and he's just like his, what happened on you know November twenty seventh, uh, two thousand fourteen in the in this game? And he's like, oh yeah, on third and eight, we did an end around and we got when we were one one yard short or something like that. It, like, imagine a lifetime of that in your head. That must be a lot for someone to handle. So, you know, if he needs a break, I get it. No, what do you mean no? Oh, you mean NFL head coaches have to remember a lot of things? Whatever, man. <laughs> You're an NFL head coach. If you have to remember a certain play and how players he has, fucking perform. He has, no, bro. He has photogenic memory of every single thing that's ever happened. Yeah, bro. and he's like, what, 35 years old? I think it would be yeah. lame if he stepped away from the game for like a broadcasting career or some shit. If he did it for his family, it was like, I'm taking a leave for a few years or something. Sure, but if he's like... Oh, I'm going to ESPN to do Monday Night Football. I'm gonna be like, well, you're a little, uh, you're a little bitch. Nah, he's definitely coming back, bro. All right, we'll see. He's definitely there's, coming back. There's, a, there's already been rumors about him doing, uh, like commentating. I think that would be super, super lame. I mean, look what John. I think he'd be incredible at it. Yeah, I mean, John Gruden went from coaching to commentating to coaching again. Why well, you can well, do John? That. John Gruden is a, he's a caricature like of a human. So is Sean McVay a little bit. Not really. Sean I mean, McVay is like the, those the are young bad goat. moral high ground or <laughs> bad moral low grounds, I guess, to to compare. Uh, yeah, I know John this is Gruden's a douche. I know. This, 
It has nothing to do with anything. John Green is a saying. douche that went from the the field to the to the booth to the field. That's all I'm saying. Like that, 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 there's a path to that. So it, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the first. Uh, what I'm saying is he wouldn't be the first. Uh, Roquan Smith uh, signed a five-year, hundred million dollar extension with 45 million guarantee. Uh, yeah, uh, he has he got the bag, as the kids say, and he is. Um, yeah, he's. It, this uh, this one took my attention, and sorry, Roquan Smith, congratulations, but we need to talk about this one. Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields, as usual, is the hot topic on Twitter. Uh, Bears general manager Ryan Poles did not rule out a quarterback with the first overall pick in the 2023 draft. That's oh, boy. Increase the value of your draft pick on Bro. the market. They're not taking a quarterback. Well, no, oh, I, have very, I have very strong feelings. About yes, him. go ahead, Michael. You are the resident Justin if Fields you hater. are the Chicago Bears not drafting a quarterback at one overall should be considered malpractice. You are in absolutely no position to contend. Your future star quarterback just played well enough to earn you the number one overall pick in the second year in the league. I don't care what anybody says about his rushing ability and, oh, look who's around him. He still didn't even play well enough to get them to, what, four wins? He had the lowest yards per pass play in the entire league. You look at any of his stats compared to any historical player, and they're all really, really, really bad. And every single excuse is, but he runs a lot. Or, but look at his offensive line. Bro, look at Justin Herbert's offensive line this year. That's the difference between a great quarterback and a scrub quarterback. Like, you draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or whoever you think is going to be the best quarterback of the draft, you now have two more years on a rookie contract to rebuild, and you trade Justin Fields to a team who thinks he could be a star. It's so simple and easy and a clear decision to make. For what it's worth, Justin Fields would have cleared Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud as prospects. So you're what saying about two like years you build of on that rookie contract. mediocrity in the league? Well, a, a year. Uh, I mean, he played, what, six full games in his rookie season. Um, we didn't excuse Jalen Hurts' terribleness. That led them to de- selecting Devontae Smith. So, um, you know, it, first full year in the, the league. And in all honesty, like, if C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young – like, what do you think is is genuinely a better idea? You trade Justin Fields for what is perceived to be less value because of all of the things that you just said, than C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, who are, for all pur- all intents and purposes, worse prospects than Justin Fields was as a quarterback coming out of college. You have the same unknowns with less capital to build around. You trade one one. They're not they're not taking a quarterback. Yeah, I disagree. You trade Justin Fields for a first rounder. Someone will pay a first round or multiple first-rounders, or a, a first and a second, and then you draft a quarterback, and I you have a rookie QB a on a contract. For first overall. I, I w- there's a school of thought that does say, um, you know, sell sell Justin Fields high because of if, – if you don't don't believe in him as a passer, you can't just get by, like, running at the, at the rate he does. You, you even saw it in games. You saw it during the season. He got hurt a lot. Like, he would – run a lot in the beginning of the game and then slow down because he was just getting battered and bruised. Bro, there was like there was back-to-back games where he kept them close with his rushing and everything and then they got the ball back trailing by less than a touchdown with like a minute 30 left and he ended up throwing a pick to end the game. I mean, you this isn't even an like, this isn't have my opinion on this has nothing to do with Justin Fields himself. It's literally just the market like they're not trading that kid. Uh, how about this? You I guys ready? Foolish. You guys ready for a whirlwind? 
You guys ready for a whirlwind? Shoot. Justin Fields to the Ravens. Who says no? Because they so they don't have to play pay Lamar. They got a guy on a rookie contract. They they have a stacked roster already. They can go stack it even more. Go get Justin Fields all the weapons. Justin Fields can can run the Lamar offense that that's kind of made for a rushing, not kind of, is 100% made for a rushing quarterback to get as many rushing yards as possible and go back to what they did when Lamar was MVP with Justin Fields, see if it works out, um, and Lamar can go get his guaranteed money somewhere else, maybe New York, like the Jets. Who says no? I mean, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's what they say. Uh, we already talked about Ben Johnson being uh, interviewed. He got interviewed for the Panthers job uh, as well. Um, so definitely Sam, something. Yeah. How hyped would you be if Ben Johnson turned San Darnold into like Jared Goff? If Ben Johnson turned Sam Darnold into Jared Goff, how hyped would I be? Yeah. You know, I would never be able to shut up about it. You already know that this shutting up will never cease. You already know. My number one goal in this life is to get somehow Sam Darnold to be a good quarterback. You need to change your goals. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I may have been a little uh, hyperbolic there. Just a, just a little bit of hyperbole. I'm going to stop going through the list of guys who um, are, are interviewing for head coaching jobs. Um, because um, that, that seems like something that uh, is not really worth it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's get into, let's get into our first segment. 33 minutes later. Sorry, Michael. Um, it is the game script segment where we predict some game scripts. I didn't read the script fully. I just checked to see that I had more lines than everyone else. Oh, yeah. And then agreed to do it. So is that what actors do? That's pretty much what actors do. And then I'd agreed to do it. And then I had a message on Twitter saying, um, uh, looking forward to the play. Um, looking forward to the nude scene. All right. Uh, so, you know, sometimes the game scripts don't work out the you way want you, know, you, scene, you, you, you want. You want a nude scene, Tim? You want a nude scene? Yes. Give it to me. All right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, let's get into these playoff Actually, games. Let's get into the on our first day. Oh, by the way, I'm not I, I'm going to throw you guys. I'm going to throw you guys in the deep end right now. Before we even get started with these player predictions. Super Bowl champion. Go. Chiefs. Bills. Chiefs. Bills. 49ers. I think the Bills are slightly fraudulent. All right. Uh, let's get into these wild card matchups. Uh, let's start with the 49ers. The first uh, wild card round matchup is the Seahawks at the 49ers. Um, this is a game that right now the 49ers are nine and a half point favorites, uh, I believe. Yep. Um, so big, big home favorites, the 49ers. This is one of those games where it's a little it, look. I don't want to explain the reasons why I think the 49ers will win. I think some of the reasons that there could be an upset are, you know, plausible reasons. Like I said, these are two teams that are familiar with each other. Pete Carroll has had his successes against the 49ers in the past. This year, the Seahawks have gotten crushed by the 49ers. But it's hard to beat a team three times in a regular season. Um, I go back to the Jets in 2010. Uh Got beat by the Patriots twice in the regular season. The last time, got demolished. completely demolished. Like, completely wiped the floor with them. And then the Jets beat them to get to the AFC Championship game. Hey, it, wait. It's, it's yeah, it's really, really hard to beat a team in division three times. But with that being said, it does happen. And, 
you know, I just think this is a an overwhelming type game. I don't think the Seahawks can can hang with the Niners. I think the Niners have the best defense. I I got the Niners going all the way, and I'm just I'm just saying that because it's, I, it's kind of hot takey. Like I think the Bills, I think it's gonna be Bills Niners. I think the Bills are the better team, I, uh, obviously, but I think, but not maybe not that I obviously because I think the Niners overall are the better team. It's just Brock Purdy the quarterback, and when you're talking about the quarterback of Brock Purdy, um. And he's look, this guy is the latest draft pick to ever play in a playoff game. Ever. Right? He's the latest draft pick ever. So that makes sense. Because right? He's Mr. Irrelevant. Right. He's the last pick. And call me crazy, but in a Kyle Shanahan offense, you need one of two things for it to be very, very good. You need number one, a really, really good, accurate quarterback who is going to make the throws, who is an outstanding player. Or you need a really wet behind the ears quarterback that'll just do everything the coach says and won't be scared to do it correctly. And so far, that's exactly what Brock Purdy has been. The the Niners have not lost since he took over. It's been a fantastic ride. He has he has elevated the offense in many ways. Now, you know, it does also coincide with CMC getting there. So how much is Purdy? How much is CMC? You don't really know. But the bottom line is. This has the ability to be a little bit of a Cinderella story, but the Cinderella story must start with the Seahawks. And I think the Seahawks, as 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 you know, counterproductive as it might be, I think that the Seahawks, man, they might that may, this might be their hardest challenge of the playoffs. The 49ers. I think the the NFC is not full of scary teams. The Vikings have their faults. The Giants have their faults. Uh, the Eagles. Jalen Hurts already said he's not going to be healthy. Uh, they're they're not. If Jalen Hurts is not healthy, then I'm not banking on what the. Do you Eagles. mean Jalen Hurts said he's not going to be healthy? What are you talking about? Jalen Hurts said he's there's not he's not guaranteeing that he's going to be 100 in two weeks, and that he's very glad that he has this week off because he's in a lot of pain. In his recent interview, like I look, that doesn't mean any, that doesn't mean too much, but you know it's something. You know, okay. um, the Cowboys are beatable. The Bucks are definitely beatable. So you know, if the Niners get past these this in division Seahawks. They might have an e- an easier road to the playoffs where a guy like Brock Purdy can get there. So I I, I really like the Niners. I think they're the best defense in the in left in the in the playoffs. I think they have the best group of weapons left in the playoffs. Now that they had the CMC, now that Elijah Mitchell is back, he had a good game last week. I I just man, give me. I think the 49ers are going to win this game, but I I I would bet against the spread. I would take the Seahawks with the nine and a half in this game, but I think the Niners win. But I think the Seahawks keep it close. Yeah, a double-digit spread like that, where they're predicting a basically a double-digit win, is a little disrespectful for a in-division game. I'll tell you this though, like when the when the Jets and Patriots, like you mentioned earlier, I think they were closer in talent than like the Seahawks and Niners are. The Niners team is just super stacked and healthy now outside the QB position. But I really think Brock Purdy, like Brock Purdy, is being uh, disrespected a little bit. The, everyone's just saying, you know, it's a Shanahan offense. But look at all these other quarterbacks around the league. Not a lot of them would have been able to just like, I mean, Zach Wilson is pure trash. He was a second overall pick. Like Garrett <laughs> Stidham took over Derek Carr's job. Like who else, who else in this league is trash? A lot of QBs are trash. It's not like irrelevant that Brock Purdy stepped in and was able to do the job. Like, I think he was just simply better than people thought he was allowing him to get drafted in the seventh round, or at least he's proving that. Because he's making some throws too. Like not all of this is just Kyle Shanahan's offense. Like he's, you also have to make the throws, and he has been making the throws. And uh, 
So I do think that the Niners do win this one. Like I'd be super shocked if the Seahawks win, but also there's supposed to be, there's a chance that this California storm that's happening uh, results in like a downstorm during this game, a down yeah. during this game, apparently, which I think would also help the Niners. I you agree. Rather CMC running the ball and the 49ers very stout pass defense, being able to rush defense, being able to control it rather than seeing DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett running crazy against them. Like I'd much rather a passing type of weather game for the Seahawks. If it's a ground and pound type game, I think the CMC Debo Samuel Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle team gets a big boost compared to the team that has more downfield threats than they do. Uh, than they've than they really have all year. They've been a much better passing team than they have been a rushing team. Like Ken Walker's been very good as a rookie, but like the the yards per carry, like it's just and their offensive line is just better when they're passing the ball. Yeah, agreed. Matt, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, it should be an easy win for the 49ers. I don't really see them, the Seahawks, putting up much fight. And they've got a better defense. They've got better weapons. I think they might even genuinely have a better quarterback. <laughs> like, it, it's not, I understand what Geno Smith just did. And he broke, or, you know, set the most yardage in a single season for a, a Seahawks quarterback. And, and that's all fine and good. But the system prefers Brock Purdy, like Geno puts up very similar numbers you're talking two touchdowns and 220 well that's what brock purdy does every single fucking night too so yeah 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 uh, brock purdy my, matt has been singing the brock purdy pay uh brock i purdy. hated i don't think i've ever disliked a prospect more in my entire life than brock purdy coming into the nfl so yeah like i'm i'm definitely singing the praise because it's just continuous now it's just and you know we'll get into him in, in our little awards show coming up for the for the folks but yeah i mean exactly like mike said it's it's not irrelevant it means a little more than just the system because jimmy g couldn't even play this good in this system yeah um yeah so who are you picking in this game san francisco yeah of course i mean all yeah. right i'll take them i'll take them in the points too like i think they're gonna uh, dog walk see the seahawks nice 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 uh if you're fading the public that would that would be uh the smart idea according to odd shark 68 percent of the money is on seattle plus nine and a half uh over under 42 oh uh, fade the public Let's get into the next game. This one's an interesting one because this one's kind of like a very even matchup. One team on the rise, one team who has a, a little bit of a propensity to fall in the biggest moments. Uh, the Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars kind of sneak their way into the playoffs. Jason, the first thing he tweeted, I mean, he uh, texted the group chat after the game last uh, last week was Trevor Lawrence got bailed out. Um, I think it was the final... Six drives, uh, no points for the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, uh, offense. So they're coming off a big win, but a big win in kind of a cheap way. The Chargers, they're coming off a game where they played their starters against backups and lost. So both these teams not coming in with the best uh, momentum. Uh, the over-under is 47.5. Matt, what are your thoughts on this game? How's the game script going to go? I mean, I think this could be one of the one of the upsets of the wild card round. If you know, with um, the Chargers still being two and a half point uh, road favorites, so I genuinely think Jacksonville has as good of chances any team. I, I think 
to upset in the first round. Rather, I think Jacksonville has as good a chance of any team to upset in the first round. I think their roster and the Chargers roster is also a lot closer in talent than people are giving the Jaguars credit for. I understand that the records, you know, are well, I mean, the divisions and, and the records and the, the strength of schedule don't necessarily coincide with that statement. But I genuinely think that, you know, Christian Kirk and, and Tra- Trevor, Travis Etienne rather and Evan Ingram are a good enough trio to compete with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and and Trevor Lawrence for as bad as that last game against the Titans was there's was only one quarterback in the NFL with a higher passing grade than Lawrence from week 10 onward and only two quarterbacks with more points per game in fantasy from week 10 onward and Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and the other quarterback with more points per game was Joe Burrow like that's the kid was on an absolute historic tear in all honesty for a second year quarterback that came out of what was one of the worst rookie seasons we've ever seen um i agree with mike there obviously a little bit of a bailout against that tennessee game to lock up the division with josh allen scoring the game winning fumble recovery touchdown um but the Chargers defense also isn't really you know as you said, they're they're susceptible for sure, and, and the run funnel that they present can allow another offense to dictate the game. Um, and and as we've seen time and time again, it, clock control helps you win playoff games. So if, if the Jags can keep running the football, as many teams against the Chargers have been able to do, I could see them sneaking away with a victory here. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say that the Jags don't have a chance in this game, especially because I think Matt exploited the matchup that I think needs to be exploited. I think this game rests on the shoulders of Travis Etienne. Uh, we can argue the debate of whether running backs matter or not. I think this year is another year that proves that running maps backs absolutely do matter. And anyone who tells you otherwise, it doesn't, just doesn't even like come, come close to know that we could have this debate. We're going to have this debate in the off season. Let's let's table it. Um, but in this game, running back is going to matter because the, the run funnel defense of the chargers is exploitable, but they've been better of late. So if Travis Etienne can exploit that defense with Joey Bosa back now, with Duran James back now, I think that we have a situa- situation on our hands. Uh, if not, though, I think the Chargers go away with this one, and I think that they uh, they need to – if they beat the, the Jaguars convincingly, which I don't think is out of the question at all, then you're looking at the Chargers as possibly a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. Like – if they really put it on the Jaguars and Justin Herbert has a great game and Mike Williams plays and Joey Bosa, who's back, and Jordan James is back, plays, and their superstars play like superstars, up and down the roster, the Chargers can play with anyone. It's going to be about whether they can break this curse and this way that they've been where they just completely shit the bed in big games. Um, but we've never seen Justin Herbert in a playoff game before. I'm excited to see him in a playoff game. This is probably the game I'm looking forward to the most, of Saturday night, just chill on the couch, watch them. Watch some great football. Okay, I'm very, very excited uh, about it. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you put gun to my head, I think the Chargers win this game. But I agree with Matt. I think there's no reason to to think that it's a it's a it's a lock by any means. And the Jaguars definitely have a chance to win this game. Mike, how you feeling? My issue with the Jaguars is that during their their run here, where they've gone five and one, and everyone's like, "Oh, the Jaguars are," you know, they're they're really showing out. Look who they've beaten, right? They've beaten the Lamar Jacksonless Baltimore Ravens. They've beaten the Tennessee Titans without Ryan Tannehill, Dallas, which was they were down by two touchdowns and made a miraculous comeback, kind of a game you can't really trust. The Jets, like on a short week and bad weather against Zach Wilson and Houston there. And then within that mix, they got absolutely washed by the Detroit Lions, the best team there outside of Dallas. Um, 
So it's it's not like they've been beating good teams this year. Their two best wins were, funnily enough, um, Dallas and then the Chargers in week three. I'm surprised I haven't heard about this more, but they beat the Chargers 38 to 10 in week three, which is a, a massive victory. It's a four touchdown <laughs> win. Um, but again, that was week three. It's not something I'm reading into too much. The like you um like you said, Tim, the Chargers defense has been getting a lot better against the run as well over the last few weeks. This is a team, the Chargers, that I've always been high on um, over these last several years that they just haven't been panning out. They finally made it to the playoffs this year. Um, they're healthy enough, I think, to at least take care of the Jaguars. So I would uh, I would bet on the, the Chargers as, I guess, the not the underdog. They are the favorite, but the lower seed um, pulling this one off. I will say, Michael, a fun fact about this playoff is that every single first round matchup has been played before in the regular season. So it's a rematch across the board. Everyone has rematches. Uh, also, something to be considered is that uh, Brock Purdy, I know we're not in this game anymore, but this is the first time someone's going to see Brock Purdy for a second time. Um, definitely an X factor. Um, this thing, things like that. All right, let's yeah, get into the yeah, let's get into the next game. This is the first Monday game at 1 p.m. And if you're on the West Coast and it's Sunday a 10, game, Sunday game, excuse me, what did I say? Monday. Oh, my bad. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, like uh, Mr. Matt, and this is a, what, 10 a.m. game out there for you guys? Right? Yep. 10 a.m.? Did yep. I do my conversions yep. correctly? Uh, 10 a.m., uh, then maybe you'll want to sleep in because Miami and Skylar Thompson are at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo Bills are a 13 and a half point favorite over under 43 <laughs> and a half points. Really, Matt, oh, why don't you, uh, Michael, actually, Michael's Michael's turn to start us off, bro. So, Michael, why don't you start us off on this one? I don't think we need to waste much time here. The Josh Allen and the Bills are not going to lose to Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. The Bills were already going to be favored by at least five points, I would expect, even if Tua was healthy. They're just an all around much better team, and Miami has been. Um, stumbling for quite some time now. They lost, what, five straight until they just barely squeaked out a win last week, 9-6 without scoring a touchdown against the Jack Joe Flacco-led Jets who weren't playing for anything. They got knocked out of playoff contention the week prior, so I don't even think this game's going to be relatively close. The Bills are going to dominate. No, take the points. Yep. Uh, yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, you know, Josh Allen. Here's I, I do want to – I just want to say one thing. I want to talk about Josh. Actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about Josh Allen later. Uh, let's not even waste time. Uh, I think, yeah. Would you take the points here, Michael, if you're betting? It's 13 and a half. Yep. It's a lot. It's pretty disrespectful for a playoff game, but I, I think I would take the points here. 76% of the money's on the points. I would, I would join the public on this Ooh. one, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I fade the public, but yeah, I like I, genuinely it's going to be an absolute wash. It's going to be a playoff game for DeMar Hamlin. It's, it's going, you know what I mean? Like it's too much yeah. of a narrative. It's too much of everything. It's, it's also the, a team that beat them once this season that they want to just, even though it was too a lead, like they want to put a statement on that and, and be like, you had no right being in the same arena as us sort of thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a absolute Molly whopping. Molly whopping. Woo! Only on the fantasy football by Brodo Podcast. Um, speaking of which, next game, New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are three-point favorites at home. So basically an even line here. Uh over under is 48 points. Speaking of rematches as well, these teams played each other down to the wire in a very close game, as the Vikings do uh earlier here. So I think that there's is there's a it's an interesting concept here. My brother uh, gave a completely useless stat this today that says Kirk Cousins is like 20 games under 500 on games at 430 and later. Um, 
you could take that into account. Uh, but I think that this is the real thing you need to take into account is that these teams played each other very close and the Vikings pulled out all the stops to win this game. The Giants are not the same team they were when they played the Vikings. I think they've gotten better since then. Daniel Jones has got a bit better since then. The offense has got I mean, a better since been then. Like the wide three receivers. weeks. Yes, yes. When when you have two wide receivers that started out the season as undrafted free agents, three weeks makes a big difference. And so I think that this is not the same team that you're you're playing. They they're I just mean, who is better that overall. <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins. And what and, Richie James was low drafted, right? I thought you were saying two UDFAs from this year. I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, no. well, that Isaiah Hodgins incorrect. Is was he was uh, Isaiah Hodgins drafted? Yeah, no, um, but he's also not a rookie. Yeah, well, he's uh, in his oh, second all, right, year, yeah. <laughs> all right, fine, non rookies, but still guys who were not no, even on NFL roster. First year on an NFL roster, guys. How about that? Um, not that long ago, but it worries me when a team pulls out all the stops just to get a win, and now you have the rematch. I think the the Giants' defensive line has gotten better. I think they have a lot of momentum in their favor. Um, but at the same time, the Vikings have proven me wrong time and time and again this season. This is one of those games I'm staying away from. If I'm betting, like you're going to see later when I make the picks, like I'm going with the chalk guy in this game and just kind of praying for the best. I think Minnesota wins. Um, I think that they advance. I'm going to give them the whole, whole field advantage. I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, but I think the Giants give them a run for their money, man. And I uh, I don't see that this being a blowout in any way whatsoever. I think this is going to be a very close game. Uh, Kirk Cousins does scare me, but he doesn't scare me enough to to fade them in any way. So, yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings pull out a close one again against the Giants. But, like, even saying that out loud, like, I, like my heart wants to say Giants, but my head's, head is saying Vikings. That's why I'm staying away from this game. Michael, I'll say Giants think? for you then. I think Brian Dable can outcoach anybody in the NFL. There you go. Nice. I, yeah, I, I'm I like not. It. I'm not picking the Giants. Um, sorry, New Yorkers. And uh, honestly, I just I think the Vikings. The Vikings have been disrespected this year a lot. Um, rightfully so. Some would say they've got destroyed by the two, by two of the better teams in the league. But they still have been able to win games. They still have been able to stay in almost every single game outside of the outside of those big losses. And yeah, the Vikings aren't the best team in the league. I'll give you that, but I do think they're better than the New York Giants. Um, they're wide receivers. They're they're running back like Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley is a lot closer than Jefferson Thielen and Osborne is to Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, and Darius Slayton, in my opinion. And Kirk Cousins is a better passer than Daniel Jones. Like I just don't think the Daniel the Daniel Jones led offense is going to be able to keep up as as much as they need to with the uh, the Kirk Cousins led offense and the the, the pass defense two for Minnesota has gotten increasingly better throughout the year with Patrick Peterson and company. So I'm, uh, I'm rolling with Minnesota here. I think they win by, by th- more than three. So that Minnesota, defense, points. that Minnesota defense is trash. Like it's I think getting, Minnesota, their past defense has been getting better though. Well, recently still, trash. It's, it's not good. Like it's not a good defense, but I mean, I'm still, I still think they, they at least beat the New York giants. I love when you say Giants. You always put New York in front of Giants. Like you've you've said New York Giants in a complete sentence like that for mad times. Well, maybe I could be talking about the San Francisco Giants. You know, Brandon Belt just got signed to the Blue Jays. He's not a Giant anymore. Oh, too. Michael, your guy, my guy. Man. Oh man, that's a good sign for the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. I think so. 
Uh, let's go to. Are you a Blue Jays fan? Bad thing. I'm a Rockies fan, but like, of course, support the Blue Jays are the only Canadian team in the league, right? I went to a Rockies game when I was in Colorado. I'm a Rockies fan. It's funny why I'm a Rockies fan, though. I'm a Rockies fan because the greatest Canadian baseball player of all time is a Hall of Famer for the Rockies. Larry Walker. (laughs) Yeah. So like, that's why I'm a Rockies fan. It's like I could have I would be an Expo fan still that that's who obviously Larry played for in a part of his prime um, before he really became the true power hitter that he became in, in Colorado. Um, but like his 30 for 30 season was in Montreal. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved the Expos, but obviously not a team anymore. So I went, I went where he went. Uh, and if you're Canadian, you get to call Larry Walker by his first name only is Larry. All right. Yeah. Only, but only if you're Canadian, um, Larry Walker, a, a big time legend in the Petropolis household as well. Yeah. Um, Baltimore, Baltimore and Cincinnati. I think there's another one where we shouldn't waste too much time. Cincinnati is a powerhouse at the moment. Yeah, and, it's it's going to Baltimore is playing a third string running back. Yeah. Yeah. Especially a quarterback, but especially if, yeah, if Anthony Brown does start, quarterback. I don't feel much better if Tyler Huntley is under center. Like it's not going to change the outcome of the game. It might at least make it a little bit more competitive to a certain extent um, for the people that are tuning in for Sunday night. But yeah, th- this is, it, I mean, for all the you know the terribleness of that situation and the the mess that the you know the organizational department had to deal with when it came to the playoff seating and stuff, it's like the Bengals and the Bills just get a first round bye anyway. <laughs> you know what? It's crazy because like, man, I remember in baseball. I don't know if it's still like this, Michael. Correct me if I'm wrong. They used to not let division opponents play each other in the first round of the the playoffs. They used to they used to just if you were in the same division, you were the wild card. You played. Whoever would thing? yeah, I uh, couldn't do it. I think I that's know. still a thing because if you win <sighs> your division, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, but if you're in the wild, if you get a wild card and you seed up, like like right now, yeah, you have right, the, right. I know what you're saying. Right. Now I know what you're saying. They didn't allow you to do that. I think the NFL should adopt that. Man, these these like you know Ravens, Bengals again. Like it's, it's this is not like this is not Ravens Bengals with Lamar. If it was Lamar, it'd be yeah. a different story. But uh, I mean the Bengals. Dominated them last week on cruise control. Like I don't think it's going to be any different yeah. in the playoffs. It's going to get ugly. Right back. All right, uh, let's get into the this last game, the Monday night game, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tom this terrific versus Dak Prescott. Tampa kind of rolling out of the week. I think okay. so. Matt, lead us off, kid. What do you think? I mean, I, I'm just. It's the game that I see most likely being an upset. I still have Dallas as the pick here. Um, I, I, Dallas has kind of been firing too. And, and yeah, the turnovers have hurt them, obviously. But mitigate that and then you're looking at truly one of the most high-functioning teams on both sides of the ball in the league um, if they can not turn the ball over so much. But I am never in my life, I think I've learned enough times at 30-odd years old to bet against Tom Brady in a wildcard round. It's happened like once. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, I'm it's it's very, very difficult for me to not see Tampa Bay at least putting up a close enough fight that brings it down to the last possession. This is probably the game that I'm most excited for as far as this slate is concerned, other than the Jaguars Chargers, because I do think those rosters are incredibly close as far as talent is concerned. But this game has all of the makings for a Tom Brady upset, crazy potential shootout as well. Yeah, I don't agree. With that, I think the uh, the Tom Brady is Tom Brady, so the Bucks have a chance 
that's been the the, the playoffs for the Bucks the entire year, and they have twelve losses, I think, against the spread this year. Um because they just aren't a very good team overall. Yeah, they snuck into the playoffs at eight and nine because they're in the worst. Like they got to play three of the worst teams in the league twice this year, and they have eight total wins. Like they got washed by the Carolina Panthers at one point too. Like this isn't a team. I know Tom Brady's like it's Tom Brady and betting against him in the he could make me look very stupid, but this year I think Dallas with Tony Pollard getting more involved and CeeDee Lamb really breaking out and the defense picking it up with uh, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence and company. I just think their roster is far too stacked to lose to the under 500 team that made it into the playoffs because of their quarterback, even though it is Tom Brady. I, I, I'm rolling with the Cowboys and I do think Tom Brady may look, make, make me look like an idiot, but I... I still I'm rolling with the Cowboys. I'm not. I don't disagree with that. Like the Cowboys are still my pick to win this game. If it was just a money line straight bet, I'm I'm going to take Dallas probably nine and a half out of ten times. But for all of you know, even my kind of um, hate and pushback on Tom Brady this season uh, and his downfall, he still did just finish third in overall in passing, but obviously had a giant touchdown description because. His team, as you're saying, overall certainly wasn't as good as it was last year. And in, in, in a big, you know, lost Tristan Wirfs, lost some big pieces of the offensive line who they now have back as well, by the way. Um, so things like that obviously can't be overlooked. It, it's not like Brady had what is genuinely a terribly statistical season. He still tossed for 4,800 yards. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If Dallas wins this game, they're going to have to win it convincingly. If you give Tom Brady the ball with a That's minute and a half point. left, right, yeah. like then That's you never know. Point. I think that the answer, the, 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 it, I don't mean to be this chalky, but the answer lies in Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, Dak Prescott has been very, very up and down this year. Dak Prescott has had moments where he looks like he is the best quarterback in the league this year and he's had other moments where he looks like the worst quarterback in the league this year and it's kind of like in those moments where he's expected to shine that's when he doesn't shine the most and he's gonna have to shine against a very good defense now this is not the same Buccaneers defense it was last year but still a very good defense a team that can't be underestimated that's for damn sure you can't just underestimate this team that not they don't own, they're not only the Tom Brady's like these are all defending champions you saw Mike Evans break out uh, Chris Godwin's been having a good year this is a team that can put up points the defense for the for the Cowboys has not been as good as of late and the Cowboys need to come out hot they need to come out swinging they need to come out convincingly and they need to put up some points because if they let Tom Brady slither his way back into this game, we've seen it time and time and time again. We've seen it over and over and over again. And look, Tom Brady right now is a chip on his shoulder. Like I, I hate doing this. I hate being like, let's look at a player's private life because I'm just not that type of guy. The guy's getting divorced because he wants to keep playing football. Right. And Tom Brady's entire career is will. Like his literally his entire career is based on will. He's playing this long because he has the will to do it. He won that many championships because he had the will to do it. He had the will to be a skinny dude from Michigan and become the GOAT from the sixth round. Like he had the will to do it. His entire thing is will. So if you allow him to will you into this game, if you allow him to will his way back into this game, he will. He will will. He will 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 will. 
I, I think one of the most important things, you know, n- narratives aside, and like I kind of touched on it, but like it's not just Tom Brady, but yeah, sure, a, a quarterback of the caliber of Tom Brady, you can't give extra possessions to in the playoffs. And Dak Prescott just led the NFL in total interceptions with only eleven games played. It's a like I said, man. He's 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 looked bad at certain points this year. He's looked you bad. You can't so. give extra possessions to teams in the playoffs. Maybe to Skylar Thompson, but like you can't give extra possessions to a guy like Tom Brady, a guy like Trevor Lawrence, a guy like Daniel Jones. Even you can't be turning the ball over to teams that average 0.8 touchdowns per possession. Yeah, can't do it. All right, um, that's it. That's all the games. So we made some predictions, but we're gonna kind of make it like predictions as well here because we're about to do the FFC FFPC playoff challenge. Michael explained it earlier, but if you did not hear quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back, tight end, four flex, keep defense kicker. Um that is how many positions? 12. Well, let me let me 12, go first. Um, I want to go first cuz I have the most FFPC experience. What do you mean you want to go first? I want to go What do you mean? I'm explaining the game. Yeah. Did you, did you just cut me off in the middle again? Michael, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. For real. Just go finish. I'm literally in the middle of introducing it. What is... Anyway, um, all these positions, and each of these positions gets filled by a guy who's in the playoffs. Now, what happens if they get eliminated? Tough noogies. They get eliminated. Uh, but So you're trying to pick the people who go on. If your player reaches the Super Bowl and scores points in the Super Bowl, they are worth double. And at the end of this tournament, the winner gets 500 grand. Uh, go to our app on our on the, on the link on the bottom of our app uh, to get $5 off an entry. Uh, it's $35 an entry or it's $200 an entry. Um, and you for can play for pool. Yeah, yeah. You can play for the, the, the 100000 One player per team. Did you mention that? I did. One player per team. I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Yes, one player per team. Michael, did I do a good enough job, Mr. FFPC? I don't know if you mentioned it, though, like Matt said, but I, we'll, that's have, what to, I was we'll have to replay it back. I was getting ready to say the same thing Matt said, unless we both missed it. <laughs> but anyway. One player per team. But yes. And you're, completely fa- and you're completely fading two teams. You have to completely fade Which two teams. Yes. There you go, Tim. I just wanted to make sure you got those points in, but good job. I shouldn't have cut you well, off. You don't able to do all have of it. to completely fade two teams. Like You, I, you I do. Have to. You do. There's 12 roster spots, 14 teams. Yeah. Two teams. Well, I mean, I was. There's game theory here. Two teams are on bye. Oh, okay. If, but, you, but you have to pick those teams. But too. then you'd be then you'd be fading the Chiefs and Eagles, and good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's get into the FFPC challenge. Start a quarterback. All right. Uh, I'll start. I'm taking Josh Allen as my quarterback, baby. Josh Allen, yeah. playoff Josh, baby, playoff Josh. I told you I was going to talk about him a little bit. If you guys don't remember the run that Josh Allen went on, he was a perfect quarterback last year, last week, and he's just physically dominant. He is. Talent dominant. His arm, Tony Romo mentioned it on the broadcast last week. His arm finally looks like it has healed from his injury. Um, I'm putting my eggs in the Josh Allen basket. I think I'm gonna ride this from the first uh all the way to the championship to, to the Super Bowl. First round of the Super Bowl. Josh Allen is my pick at quarterback. Michael, who's your pick? My pick is Patrick Mahomes. Um I trust him the most i think the chiefs have the best odds to make it to and to win the super bowl and he is the key cog in that team like even when jerick mckinnon's having a big game it's because 
um, Mahomes is passing. When Kelsey's having a big game, same thing. And Mahomes always uses his legs as well. He seems to run a little bit more um, in games that matter most, which is nice for fantasy purposes. So for me, I'm uh, I'm riding with Patrick Mahomes. Matt? I'm going to go back to Josh Allen. I mean, I already picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl at the start of the season, so I'll stick with my guns all the way through. And he plays in the first round, so his production is going to be with you throughout the entire playoffs, falling back into that game theory I was talking about. 24.2 points per game uh, throughout the regular season. Obviously, the tragic situation involving DeMar Hamlin fires up a huge narrative for this team as well to put up big numbers. Uh, Rushing upside, he's got the narrative. He's got momentum, consistency, propensity to put the team on his back. And again, I think he's going to be playing in every single game this playoffs. I love it. Josh Allen. So I was expecting it to be a trio of Josh Allen's. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised that Michael went off that. There's a reason I didn't pick Patrick Mahomes. Somebody else on that roster I wanted a little more. Uh, Yeah. Also, I I think I also picked that guy. Also to say that this is a, it's PPR um, tight end premium. So one and a half points exactly. per reception for tight end. <laughs> I think we all know who we're rostering. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into these uh, wide receivers. Michael, why don't you start with your two wide receivers? Two starting wide receivers. My two wide receivers. Well, I mean, I have a lot of wide receivers in the flex too, but the guy. No, just the, just the guy you're starting. Uh, the two yeah. best ones. Your two best. Your two starters. Oh, two best. Your two starters. Oh, all right. Then bro. Justin Jefferson. Um, for the Vikings, look, if whether the Vikings win or lose, I want J-Jeff. Even if he has a massive uh, one-off game, I want that one-off game in my lineup. Um, and if not, he gets to play a second game. And against the Niners, that's where they could be beat is through the air. Or if they get a team. Um, well, actually, yeah, they're, they're going to play the 49ers. So, yeah, they could beat him through the air. And then Stefan Diggs is my other. Uh, definitely play the 49ers. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep, for sure. Yeah. Through the air. Yep. Yeah, I was looking at the seating. I was like, wait a sec. The Vikings can't play anyone else except the 49ers in the second round. But <laughs> And then Stefan Diggs. Um, Diggs had a bit of a rough patch at the end of the year. <clears throat> Excuse me, end of the year there. So I'm hoping it, um, like you guys, keeps people away from him a little bit. Um, but I think the Bills will win only if Stefan Diggs produces. So I expect a lot of Stefan Diggs and potential shootout games. So I think Stefan Diggs is uh, maybe not in week one a shootout. They should dominate Miami. But. Going against Cincy, if they do beat Cincy, it's going to have to be a shootout. If they have to beat KC, it's going to be a shootout. And the Super Bowl will likely be a high-scoring affair. So Stefan Diggs is my choice for my second wide receiver. So I also have Justin Jefferson in my flex spot. Um, so not in my not in my two wide receivers. Around. I, no, well, not in my two wide receivers that I think are going to score the most points. Um, the wide receivers that I do have, Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals and A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, my AJ Brown logic is a lot like Michael's logic uh, that he just said. I feel like even if the Eagles get bounced in the first round, if in order for the Eagles' offense to move, AJ Brown needs to be um, needs to be involved, and I'm cool with a one-off AJ Brown uh, big game. Um, I'm cool with that. And then Jamar Chase, same thing. Like the reason why I'm not going, you know, T Higgins. Devontae Smith, which is the Matt combo, is because I want to go with the guys who are the big play guys in the offense. So I'm, I'm trying to get a hit because if those teams get eliminated, although seemingly I, that's I, Devontae as of late. Okay. Uh, well, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, and AJ Brown, they're both they're both going ham. It's not like they're yeah, not. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. So uh, Jamar Chase, because of that, because of that, and I think that Chase has at least two games in him. Um, I like the Bengals. I think the Bengals have a real good shot. I think uh, right now the AFC, it's, it's so, very clear. The class of the AFC is the, the top three teams. 
So you like the Bengals a lot, but then you think the Bills are going to win it all. So you think they're going to get bounced in the second round? No, but here's the thing. I am hedging that because I, in no way are the Bills a, a lock to go on and in, in no way the lock to beat the Bengals. So if I lose Josh Allen, I'm going to replace him with Jamar Chase. So that's okay by me. That's all right. So, you know, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I like the Bengals. They could definitely beat the Bills 100%. Um, Matt, who are your wide receivers? I, I, I went with Justin Jefferson, and I've got a little switch up with C.D. Lamb. Um, I mean, f- first and foremost, it's Justin Jefferson. Vikings play the Giants. That's enough said right, right there. I mean, maybe it's not enough said because I do already did say that I think Brian Dayball can flat out coach anybody in the NFL. But yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson against the Giants. Give me it all day. Uh, C.D. Lamb, I, I, you know, I do think obviously the Buccaneers have an outsider's chance of winning that game. I'm not going to turn my back on that, but I have the... Cowboys advancing and part of the reason that I think the Buccaneers have an outside chance is maybe a bit of a shootout in a bit of a high scoring game that um, you know Tom Brady's last hurrah in the playoffs potentially so I I like CeeDee Lamb obviously I think it's a little bit more difficult to predict targets and who's functioning in that offense at a high rate because Mike uh, McCarthy's an idiot plain and simple but obviously if as you know Tim alluded to and I alluded to if if the Cowboys are winning that game, they're coming out firing and they're doing so with their passing offense and they're going to look like the offense that led them to this point minus the turnovers. And that's going to be on the back of CeeDee Lamb having a huge night. And, and I obviously, if they continue to do that, it's going to be a bunch of CeeDee Lamb being the best player that they have in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, my head hanger. Because, I mean, um, he is the best player that they have. <laughs> Matt, why don't you start us off at the running back position with your two running backs? Yeah, all right. Um, I got to scroll back up a little bit, actually. My two running backs. Oh, easy enough. Christian McCaffrey. Um, 49ers are going to make a deeper run than expected. I agree with Tim. I actually have them getting eliminated in the NFC championship. Um, So punting my RB1 out there a little bit for the finals. But part of the reason that I was okay with doing that was having my Super Bowl quarterback in place who, you know, uh, one of the things in this that I want to mention is that like in your final matchup to win this championship you're going to have two players in your lineup or hopefully two players in your lineup right and that's it that's the max that you can possibly play so i want a quarterback obviously and then i'll get into my other high upside play there but christian mccaffrey to lead me all the way through um i think he's the mvp of fantasy this season i'm projecting 49ers as nfc finalists losing to the eagles uh mccaffrey averaged 23.7 nine complete starts with the 49ers that would have been rb1 on the season and on the off chance that they do beat the eagles like tim is saying i think mccaffrey enters um that super bowl as the favorite in odds to win the mvp Ooh, running back mvp talk you're you're speaking my running backs matter language uh who's your second running back my second one is Austin Eckler uh, of the Chargers. And yeah, I think it's they're going to have a hard time advancing this season, especially advancing in the second round. I even think, obviously, the Jaguars are going to give them a pretty tough time. But that said, I just went with the highest upside player on the roster that I didn't want to fade. And, you know, I wasn't going to fade anybody from the Chargers roster. Um, so, yeah, I'm missing out on with some later bye week players, too, that we'll, we'll get into shortly. But the Jaguars allow 22.9 points per game to opposing running backs, a positive points over average of 12.8% of receiving production to the position, which is obviously where Eckler makes his money. So I was pretty happy with having him in my first round, at least. I also have Austin Eckler as my as a running back, but I'm pairing him with Tony Pollard. Um, you know, I, I think that everything you said about the Cowboys with the CD land breakdown, I agree. They're by no means a guarantee to win this game, but um, I think they will. 
and Tony Pollard has been leaned on. I think they will lean on him more in the playoffs. Uh, you know, now that they're here, you got to give the ball to your most talented backs. And uh, listening to you guys on the podcast last week, uh, talk shit about me at the end, but you did drop some bars uh, about um, uh, where where was I? I was thinking about now the Tony Pollard. The, the Tony Pollard. Uh, you you dropped some bars. I can't remember exactly what I was talking about, but you dropped some bars. Uh, they were bars. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, yeah, about oh, about Tony Pollard being incredibly efficient. Uh, how he was two years ago at the end of last season, last last season, uh, the 2021 season, and then him maintaining that um, efficiency even through the increased amount of carries that he got this year. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty much unheard of. Right. So, I mean, I expect that to continue to the playoffs, and I think Tony Pollard will be a great, great addition um, to my team. Michael, who are your running backs? I had CMC and Eckler, same as Matt. Yeah, that makes me feel good because Mike's the best ball champ. <laughs> All right, let's get into the tight end position. There's really only uh, two guys to even consider here. Take it. Take I it took away. Them, I took them both, baby. I got Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. I'm putting one of them in my flex. So and, I'm putting, in flex? and I'm putting one of them in my. I, well, I put I put Kittle as a tight end. I I think that look. I think that here's the thing. Both of these tight ends, particularly Kelsey, have the ability to outscore the rest of the tight ends in one game, throughout the entire process. Like that's a fact. Like Travis Kelsey can outscore the output of Gerald Everett winning the Super Bowl in one game. Uh, so like I am. Gonna definitely gonna have that. It's definitely in a tight end premium league. And then I don't know if you guys have noticed, but George Kittle is an absolute touchdown machine with Brock Purdy behind the behind uh center. Brock Purdy loves throwing this guy, and he's been the number one receiver uh for the Niners. Uh he's been the number one target for Brock Purdy. So I could expect that to continue. And so you're talking about two guys that are the number one targets for their quarterbacks playing in a position where i get 1.5 points per reception sign me up i want both of these guys so yeah, i don't know issue, whichever one you want to put in tight end my issue with kittle is that uh his production has decreased substantially with debo samuel active and debo is expected to uh return for the playoffs and it's supposed to be a bad weather game so you don't know how much they're going to be able to throw downfield so i prefer cmc i do think cmc outscores kittle throughout the playoffs but that's the question who scores more throughout the playoffs cmc or kittle I think CMC for sure. Well, but my I think, tight end. Well, I think uh, Michael. I think you could suck it. That's what I think. My tight end is tight end, Mike. It's not Kelsey or um, Kittle. It's not even Goddard who I was considering, but it's Evan Ingram. Not a great. I knew matchup. it. I was hoping yeah. so much. <laughs> not a great matchup against the Chargers, but I do accept expect the Jags to need to pass against the Chargers. Um, I think it's to be a high scoring affair, and I think they're going to need to rely on Evan Ingram, who's really blossomed in the second half. And if they do move on. Then they get the Kansas City Chiefs, who are a tremendous matchup for um, for opposing tight ends. So even if it's just one or two games from Evan Ingram, I just need a I just need some decent games there. Um, and I think Evan Ingram gives you a little bit of an edge as well um, if you fade like the top tight ends in a tournament like this. So crazy that there's never been um, two champions in this in this playoff tournament, even though it's tens of thousands of people entering. Every single, every single team that's won has had a unique team. So you might that's think incredible. you th you might think that people are going to put out the same team as you, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, Michael, I have to uh, tell you that um, I'm going to really, I really thank you for handing me five free points 
um, in the betting challenge. I appreciate that. Uh, all right, let's get into our flex positions that we already said. Well, I already what about said my tight end. Yeah. Oh, oh my bad. My bad, bro. Hey, look, I mean, we're, an hour, as well. <laughs> we're an hour and 19 in, and I haven't yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, I, I already got rid of my Super Bowl quarterback. So it, not taking Mahomes, you got to have Travis Kelsey in your lineup, or I had to have Travis Kelsey in the lineup. The most unguardable option. Kadarius Tony, dark horse. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, sure, actually, maybe a little bit. But Juju, Not really the dark horse of that offense. Um, yeah, I mean, if Kelsey and Mahomes make the Super Bowl, I genuinely see like a historic playoff run between the two. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. All right, let's get into these flexes. I already mentioned I have Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey. I'm adding Travis Etienne. Uh, I think that, you know, you have yeah, a... I hate that. Why? Even, even if the Chargers don't win that game, uh, Travis Etienne is the guy who's going to expose a, yeah, a weakness i think it's too chalky and uh i don't think etn is going to be a difference maker i think it'll be the the passing game but look i could be wrong it's well yeah good it's thing good fun, thing i don't give a game uh and then finally my last flex is chris <laughs> hey, godwin yourself <laughs> my last class is chris godwin i'm trying to get them ppr points stacked up racked up real high um yeah so uh and then i'm just gonna round it out i'm completely fading the seahawks and the ravens and my kicker is Jason Sanders of the Dolphins, and my defense is the Giants. So basically the kicker and the defense, too, like those guys get you the least amount of points, so you're kind of punting them as well. Um, so oh, I punch a kicker hard. Yeah, yeah. The, the defenses and kicker are like partial Team you expect to get bounced. So, Michael, yeah, uh, finish up your team. Who's remaining in your flex kicker defense and who you face? Yeah, so I got, I got Devontae Smith, similar to what I assume Matt has um i think he's going to be a nice little uh nice little play off of ajb who i expect to be high rostered and he's been better than aj brown over the second half of the season basically so it's kind of like a toss-up of who's going to produce more except Devonte smith is likely to be lower rostered and he gets the typically gets the lower valued uh cornerback to face off against which certainly helps so i took Devonte smith um jamar chase as well um if the Bengals make a run <clears throat> i want chase on my team even if they only play Two games. I want those points from Chase. Chris Godwin, I uh I put in there too. Tim Dallas is the top five true matchup for wide receivers. Evans likely draws um Trayvon Diggs shootout potential next week too if they win and go up against Darius Slay, where Evans would likely draw him. So I think it, it lines up for Chris Godwin nicely over the next couple of weeks and further if the <clears throat> if the Bucks make a run. And then for my kicker and defense, kicker up a Graham Gano. I'm fading the Giants here. And the Vikings give up a ridiculous amount of points to kicker. They were the number one team in points allowed to kickers this year. They basically have double digit points to kickers every single week and they play in a dome. So you don't have to worry about weather. So I went with Graham Gano in this one. And my defense is Seattle. I think they're going to, that's going to be a little bit of a, a surprise pick, but I'm hoping they can make some noise against Brock Purdy the third time playing against San Francisco. And it's supposed to be bad weather. So I'm just hoping they could do something to get like eight plus points, even though I expect the 49ers to win the game. And that uh that rounds out the squad. We'll recap it after Matt, but Matt. Yeah. So you're fading Jason. So Michael, you're fading the Ravens and who else? I'm I'm completely fading the uh Dolphins and Ravens, oh, and I am right. partially fading the Giants and Seahawks. All right, Matt. Finish this off. Round out your flex, kicker, defense, and who you're fading. I mean, my flex is Jamar Chase. Um, I'm with um with Mike on all of that and, and me, I, I kind of, and you, yeah. And, and I do think that the Bengals obviously have that chance of 
kind of hedging my bet for the the Bills there with um, them potentially being the Super Bowl, you know, a Super Bowl team or obviously Kansas City as well. But that's the Travis Kelsey hedge. Um, Flex, another one is Saquon Barkley. Um, I already said the Giants had the chance of snuffing out the Vikings Super Bowl hopes this weekend. And if that happens, it will surely be on the back of Saquon, as will their entire playoff run. Flex, I went away from the guy that I wanted to take from the Jaguars, actually. And I went with Christian Kirk because I, I, I believe Mike there as well. If... If they are going to advance and, and beat the Chargers and, and kind of like I, I I do believe that clock control is the key here and, and Travis Etienne should have a big game in that sense. But for going for variance, I think Etienne's probably a little bit overowned, chalky as Mike said. And I think Christian Kirk, you know, he wide receiver one in the season. He's as good as anybody on that offense to give you points in this lineup and in this format. And of course, Devonte Smith as my last flex. I have to have at least one piece of that Eagles Come offense, on and I. Do project them making the Super Bowl while everyone zigs to add AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts? I'll add their most consistent and effective player over the last six weeks and perennially underrated superstar. Get Devontae Smith in my lineup. Kicker, I went with the GOAT because I do think the Ravens get bounced straight away. I don't want anybody from their roster. I'm fine with taking Justin Tucker's 12 points. And if they somehow miraculously beat the Bengals, it will be because Justin Tucker kicked 15 field goals. Like, so I'm, I definitely want that for week one in my lineup and then just punt kicker for the rest and defense Buccaneers Buccaneers, because I do think that they're going to get eliminated, but I also think that how do, how did I say they were going to win that game is Dak Prescott cannot give multiple possessions, extra possessions to Tom Brady. So if Prescott comes in doing his usual throwing two, three interceptions, that's positive fantasy points in your lineup. And it's probably leading to you to have an extra week of that defense. So teams that I'm completely. Completely fading, obviously, the Dolphins off the top and the Seahawks. I uh, I had the Tampa Bay defense initially, too, but I think the I think they have a better shot at beating the uh, at beating the the excuse me, the Cowboys and other teams do of moving on. So I change it to Godwin. But I like your thought there. See, yeah, and I, I see what you meant there, to, like, or the the opposite game theory to that is like, well, then you would want a piece of their offense in your lineup, but because yeah. they were my closest team, I guess, to advancing and having a positive defensive matchup in my mind, if they were to advance, and then also somebody that I'm not worried about, like, it would only be Chris Godwin, right? Yeah. So, do you know what's funny? You guys are both high integrity guys. I know you're both high integrity guys. Uh, so you filled out your FFPC challenge as if you were filling out a real one in the real tournament and giving people advice. I filled out mine to beat you three. So when you guys are talking about like uh, you two, I, I like when you guys talk about I'm fading this because I'm hoping the public fades this and fades that. Like, I, yeah, I created this lineup hoping <laughs> one of our patrons or one of you guys throws it in wins there five, and yeah. wins five hundred thousand. I, I I went into thirty five. I, I went. I put this lineup into the thirty five. I'm only nice. doing one entry. One one YOLO entry. Nice. Well, we I should fully recap the full squads. Yeah, for yeah. Anyone who got, maybe wants a tail. Yeah, Michael. Who you got? So I got Patrick Mahomes, CMC, Austin Eckler, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Evan Ingram, Stefan Diggs, Chris Godwin, CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Graham Gano, and Seattle defense. Matt. Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, two wide receivers are Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb, Travis Kelsey in the tight end, four flex of Jamar Chase, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, or sorry, Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Smith, and kicker Justin Tucker and Buccaneers as the defense. 
My quarterback is Josh Allen. Wide receivers, Jamar Chase and A.J. Brown. Running back, Tony Pollard and running back, Austin Eckler. Tight end, Kelsey or Kittle, whichever one you want, because the other one is one of my flex, along with Justin Jefferson, Travis Etienne, and Chris Godwin. Jason Sanders of the Dolphins is my kicker. Uh, the defense is the Giants defense. Sorry, Seahawks. Sorry, Ravens. You know what's funny, guys? Um, so this is our first uh, episode of the offseason. It's our first YouTube episode. Uh, if you don't already know, if you haven't already been watching, uh, please go check us out there. And we were in the group chat, and we're like, yeah, you know, um, we should make this episode about 45 minutes. And as a joke, I was like, ha, 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 yeah, right, more like 1.30. And that wasn't a joke. We're at like 1.30 right now. Tim, if you think I thought you were joking, you have more faith in me I than I do. Because I was joking. I was like- <laughs> I swear to God, I was 100% joking. Like, and then we were at 34 minutes with the news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't think we were going to get to 45 minutes. That was, that was a pipe dream, but I, I think, like, at least an hour. But the thing well, is, this like, is Black Monday, more, bro. It's Black more Monday. like 124 than it is 127 because we, went, we spent three minutes discussing the, uh, the beginning, um, the song starting wrong because of the mishap. In our first time doing it on Squares uh, on Streamyard, Squarespace. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that being said, where can they find you guys? At Brodoff of Mike. Oh, actually, maybe we should update our little thing is here to definitely. I was just thinking about that as we use podcasting. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. This this production right. is going to get better and better as the weeks go on. Yeah, Matt got it right. Matt nailed it. That's like word FF. Uh, see, Michael, that you didn't nail that at all. Uh, I was trying at, to change the name at Tim. That's it, because that's the name on the bottom. No, no. At uh, Brodo FF Tim, at Brodo FF Jason, at Brodo FF Casanova, at, at Brodo Fantasy, at FF by Brodo. Fantasy, BrodoFantasy.com, Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy, the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Thank you for listening for an hour and a half. Now we will let your ears rest. By the way, Cashews, the number one nut there is. I don't want to hear it. I don't even want your guys' opinions. It's Cashews. That's don't it. you love Special. macadamias, too?